Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. In today's episode, I'm going to be going over guilt and shame with you guys. This is the second episode from the new series that I'm going to be doing for this podcast, which is the struggles that Christians face. So last week, if you didn't check out that podcast, that was about temptation. Today, we're going to be going over guilt and shame. I'm going to be pairing it with scripture, and then I'm also going to be giving you guys some tactical tips to help you when you have those feelings of guilt and shame and how to heal from that. Okay, so first I just wanted to address some of the things that Christians may feel guilty or ashamed of. I know in my personal experiences, these are some of the things that I have felt guilty or ashamed of. So the first thing is our past. I know for most of us, we probably have something in our past that we are not proud of. And even though we may have repented and acknowledged that what we did in the past was not right, and we have been forgiven because Jesus Christ walked on this earth, died on the cross for our sins to forgive us of our sins. And if we are saved and we believe in him and we confess our sins, know that he is Lord and that he's our savior, ask him to come into our hearts, then he's forgiven us. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to feel ashamed and guilty about it. And that's a big thing that I struggle with is things that I've done in my past, even though I know I shouldn't be ashamed or guilty of them because I've already been forgiven. That guilt and shame from my past still comes up from time to time. And I have to nip that in the butt. So the second thing is things that we've done. And I'm not talking about things we've done in the past. This is things that we've done recently. So if we do something that we know we're not supposed to do, of course, we're going to feel guilt and shame for that. And the third thing is our thoughts. So even though there may be things that we think about that we have not done, just like I was talking about in my last podcast episode about temptation, I have a lot of thoughts of temptation or thoughts of doing things that I know I shouldn't be doing. And even though I don't end up doing them, I still will feel guilty and ashamed that I even thought to do that when I know it's not right. So those are just a few of the things that Christians may feel guilty or ashamed of. I know there are probably a lot of more things that Christians may feel guilty or ashamed of, but I just wanted to hit on the key things I know, especially for me, that I have felt guilty or ashamed of. And here's a thing that I have struggled with and I still have to kind of remind myself that God doesn't want us to do this. Whenever we're Christians and we're saved and we do things that we know we're not supposed to do or we think of doing things we know we're not supposed to do or we think about the things we've done in our past, we can get consumed in all of that guilt and shame and feel so bad and That's exactly what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to feel consumed with that guilt and act out in ways that are harmful to ourselves and to others. Instead of acknowledging our guilt, asking for forgiveness, and truly changing our ways, Satan wants us to just dwell on the guilt and dwell on our past and dwell on that shame and how we feel so ashamed and feel like, What's the point of even trying to do any of this because we're just so sinful and there's no coming back for us? And then on the other hand, it could be that Satan wants you to not feel guilty about things that you should feel guilty of or things that you know are wrong, but you don't feel guilty about. God wants us to acknowledge our guilt, ask for forgiveness, and change our ways. So I'm going to read some scriptures that have to do with shame and guilt. 
The first scripture I'm going to be reading is 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, and they say, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. So this goes hand in hand with acknowledging our guilt and knowing when we've sinned. So we have to confess our sins, but he's faithful and he's going to forgive us of our unrighteousness. But we can't say or claim that we have not sinned because all of us are sinners. And when we do something wrong, we have to feel a little guilt for that so we can confess our sins, ask for forgiveness, and then change our ways. The second scripture I'm going to be reading is Psalm 103 verses 8 through 12. And they say, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, So far has he removed our transgressions from us. So in this scripture, it's a psalm of David about the Lord's love and how he's slow to anger and abounding in love and compassionate and gracious and that he's not going to treat us according to our sins or repay us according to our iniquities. And as long as we're following him and obeying him and we fear the Lord and know that he is the almighty, he removes our transgressions from us. The third scripture I'm going to be reading is Isaiah 55, 7, and it says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will freely pardon. So here in this verse, it's saying that if the wicked people forsake their way and the evil man forsakes his thoughts and all these evil things that he's thinking, that the Lord's going to have mercy on us and freely pardon the wicked and the evil thoughts. But we have to forsake that and we have to really want to change. We can't just think that the sins that we have committed or the evil thoughts or the evil inclinations of our hearts are okay. As long as we forsake that, he will have mercy and pardon us. And this last verse is Proverbs 28, verse 13. And it says, He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So in all four of these different scriptures, the common denominator here is the mercy that the Lord has. He is merciful and gracious and abounding in love and kind and just and righteous. And if we just acknowledge our guilt, confess our sins, He will have mercy on us. And it doesn't matter how big your sin is. It doesn't matter what thoughts you have racing through your head that you just cannot believe you're even thinking these thoughts or the things that you've done in your past. As long as you confess your sins, ask for forgiveness, the Lord will have mercy on you and forgive you. But it doesn't mean it's going to be easy to just, you know, confess your sins have forgiveness, and then just forget all about your guilt and shame because that is something that is always going to be a struggle, especially for someone that's close to God or someone that's a Christian, someone that's trying to get their life right and be on the straight and narrow path because the devil is always going to be 
tempting us and the devil is always going to be trying to push those feelings of guilt or shame or the devil is going to be like oh you know it's not really that bad like that's it's not actually bad for you to do that you shouldn't feel guilty for that satan doesn't want us to follow the lord and obey him and do what's commanded of us he wants us to follow him satan wants us to follow him and so you know it's going to go one way or the other and you really have to just stay in tune with what god wants us to do study the bible study the 10 commandments talk to god pray about it ask him for clarity to know exactly if you know what you've done if you should feel guilty for it or not and then once you acknowledge your guilt and you realize the things that you should feel guilty for then you repent, ask for forgiveness, and truly change your ways. And anytime you get that thought of just feeling so much guilt and shame, and it just gets to the point where you just are so overwhelmed and you feel like it's consuming you, you want to pray. Just pray and ask God for forgiveness and ask God for peace, knowing that He's in complete control. And, you know, faith that his will will be done and to open up your eyes and give you the knowledge and the wisdom to know that he is merciful and gracious and abounding in love and slow to anger. And as long as we are doing the best that we can to follow the Lord and do what's commanded of us and we acknowledge whenever we've done something wrong, you know, we acknowledge our guilt. We confess our sins, ask for forgiveness, that he will forgive us. And there's nothing that we can do to make him not forgive us. And if we still get consumed in the feeling of guilt and shame for our thoughts and our past and things that we've done, sometimes it's necessary to just say, Satan, get away. You have no place here. The Lord Almighty is my savior and you have no place here. So get away, Satan. Get away, demons. I don't want you here. The Lord is my savior, the Lord Almighty. And you know, sometimes I have to do that. Like if I get all in my head because I'm an overthinker, I'm an overanalyzer. I think about every single thing into depth, like put the little categories in my head. Like I just, I'm one of those people, like my mind never stops racing. And whenever I have these thoughts consuming me and I'm feeling so guilty and shameful and, you know, I'm thinking of like, all this stuff and just this craziness, like things that I've already repented for. I've asked for forgiveness. I know I'm forgiven, but I still feel this shame and guilt about it because the devil is really trying to work with me and he's really, you know, trying to get me to have this consume me or go about it in a harmful way that's going to be harmful to myself and others instead of doing what the Lord wants me to do and just change my ways because I've already acknowledged my guilt. I've already confessed my sins, asked for forgiveness. He's already forgiven me instead of me just changing my ways, following the Lord and doing what's commanded of me and walking in the way with the Lord. The devil wants me to feel condemned about it and just let it consume me and deal with it in ways that are not okay. So there are definitely times that's necessary that I have to just say, Satan, get away. You have no place here. The Lord Almighty is my savior. So if you have been consumed with guilt and shame, and it could be something completely different than these three things that I talked about here of, you know, our past things we've done or our thoughts. It could be different things. 
there's a bunch of different reasons why you may feel guilt or shame. Or maybe it could also be manipulation from someone else wanting you to feel that guilt and shame, wanting you to feel worthless or useless or like you've done something wrong, even if you haven't done anything wrong. If you are having those feelings consuming you, it may be necessary to say, Satan, get away. You have no place here. The Lord Almighty is my savior. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to just pray. And you want to pray and ask God for clarity. Ask God for clarity on if what you're feeling guilty or ashamed about is something that you actually should be feeling guilty or ashamed about, or if it's just something that's in your mind, either someone or Satan is trying to make you feel guilty about things that you have not done wrong. So you just want to ask God for clarity and ask him to give you peace and knowledge and understanding to know exactly how you should be feeling. And if this is a conviction that he has placed in your heart or if this is a condemnation. So the difference between a conviction and a condemnation is sometimes the Lord will place a conviction in your heart to help you to get closer to him and to follow him and to worship him. But on the other hand, condemnation is a destructive thought process that just makes you feel worthless and helpless. And a lot of the times it'll come from the devil putting those thoughts in your mind. It will come from manipulative people putting those thoughts in your mind, abusive people putting those thoughts in your mind, or just things that you have, you know, just gotten so used to thinking that you're worthless and you're useless and just have having this overwhelming sense of guilt and shame. That's condemnation. That's destructive. And that is not something that the Lord wants you to feel. So you just want to pray and seek clarity from the Lord on where the guilt and shame is coming from and if it's a conviction from him or not. And the third thing you want to do is just listen. And this is really hard for me, but it's very necessary. When you pray to the Lord and you ask for clarity or anytime you're asking the Lord for anything, you want to just listen because just like my preacher was saying in our church sermon yesterday, God whispers. So when you're asking for clarity and then you have all these other thoughts going through your head or, you know, you're being distracted from other things, you may not hear that whisper that God is giving you the clarity that you need. So you want to just listen. So once you ask him for that clarity, just listen. Listen to what God's telling you. And then once you get that clarity from the Lord and you really just listen and reflect The next step that you want to take, and this is step number four, it may be necessary to repent and to ask for forgiveness for your sins and the things that you've done or the thoughts that you have thought in your mind. And the fifth step is to just let go of all the shame and guilt. So once you have acknowledged your guilt, you've gotten clarity if it's conviction or condemnation, You've repented if it's necessary for, you know, you to repent and ask for forgiveness. You want to just let go of all that shame and guilt. You've gotten that clarity. You've asked for forgiveness. And if you confess your sins and ask for forgiveness, he will have mercy and forgive you no matter what it is. So there's no reason to feel that guilt or shame anymore. Just let go of it. And anytime you start to feel that guilt and shame of that same thing that you just let go of the guilt and shame, 
you may want to go back to step one and say, Satan, get away, you have no place here. The Lord Almighty is my savior. Now, on the other hand, if you had asked for clarity and you reflected and you got clarity of knowing that the things you're feeling guilty and shameful of are things that you shouldn't even be feeling guilty and shameful about because you haven't actually done anything wrong. The next step for that is still letting go of that guilt and shame and knowing that you haven't done anything wrong and you just want to follow the path that the Lord is putting you on. You want to do what's commanded of you, follow him, obey him, worship him, and let go of all those toxic thoughts telling you that you're worthless and you're useless and there's no reason to be doing anything that you're doing because you're too far gone. That's just destructive thoughts and the devil trying to get in your head. So just let go of all of that. Let go of every single bit of that because it has no place in your thoughts and your mind and in your life. So if you've been having this overwhelming sense of guilt and shame or, you know, these destructive thoughts, or maybe you haven't been feeling guilty about things that you feel like you should be feeling guilty about, or if you've just been struggling at all with guilt and shame, I hope this helps you guys do these five steps and I'm sure they'll help you just like they've helped me. And I just want every single one of you guys to know that God loves you and he's so merciful and gracious and he loves us and he's slow to anger. And as long as we're acknowledging our guilt, we confess our sins, ask for forgiveness, he's gonna forgive us. He's gonna have mercy on us. And that's it. That's all there is to it. There's nothing that we can do to make him not love us. And he always has our best interest at heart. We just have to follow him, listen to what he's telling us to do, and do what's commanded of us. I love you guys so much. I'm going to say a prayer for you guys, so if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray for each and every single person listening to this. Lord, I pray that you wrap your arms around them and shower them with so much love and let them know that there's nothing that they can do to make you not love them. I pray that you give them clarity on the guilt and shame that they have been feeling. I pray you give them knowledge and understanding and wisdom and that they just seek you and they come to you and they acknowledge their guilt. They ask for forgiveness and then they walk away from their guilt and shame and they know that they are worthy and they are useful and that you love them and you're merciful and gracious and forgiving and they just have to come to you and get that clarity from you and ask for forgiveness and you will give it to them no matter what. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I let you guys go, if you don't already know, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, and I do Bible studies on that. Right now, I'm going over the book of Jeremiah, and the book of Jeremiah actually goes into a lot of, you know, the Lord wanting us to acknowledge our guilt, confess our sins, ask for forgiveness, change our ways, and truly live and obey Him and do what's commanded of us. So if you want to follow along with that, so far I have done... Um, 13 chapters of Jeremiah and I'm going to be doing those every week. If you want to follow along with that, check out my YouTube channel. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire. And if you want to get notified every time I upload, just subscribe and hit the bell icon to get notified. I also have the study guide worksheets on my Facebook group, which is called Faith Fuels My Fire on Facebook. And I'll have the link for both of these in the show notes if you want to go check those out. And yeah, I will see you guys next week. We'll continue with the series of the struggles that Christians are facing for next week. So I will see you guys then. Bye guys.